Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Chris Evans here. Welcome to the Best of the Breakfast Show podcast with Sky from Virgin Radio. Coming up, Marvel star Will Poulter is helping to change the face of men's health by smashing it in this year's Movember campaign. The one, the only Piers Morgan reveals more about his sit-down interview with Cristiano Ronaldo on Talk TV. The superb Superkins, Superkins. Sue Perkins confronts middle-aged head-on in her new Netflix show, Perfectly legal, available via SkyQ, but not for the faint-hearted. An awesome actor, Tom Hughes, gives us all the goss on his new epic Western drama, The English. All of that and so much more to come, so Vassos, keep things off and tell us who's up first, pal. He's the award-winning actor you'll know from all the good stuff, from the Millers to the Maze Runner, but you probably don't know him from the Tattoo Parlour. That's an actual tattoo parlour where he's just had a tat of a tash to support Movember. And now he wants us to get one too. Even so, we'll never give the cold shoulder to Will Poulter. Good morning, Will. Thank you. Good morning to you. Thank you for that very <laughs> kind intro. You are awesome. Thanks for doing this. Not at all. Thank you so much for having me on. You're more than welcome. Um, you know, when the bid came in or the offer came in, it's like, yeah, of course, absolutely. Will Poulter, November. Uh-huh. Now, you don't you don't have to grow a tash. Clearly, you haven't. I can't. We tried once. It was really embarrassing. <laughs> you can do other things. You can do other things. That's the, the, the kind of cool thing about uh, this year. And, and how Movember are approaching it. As people probably know, leading charity uh, in terms of uh, men's mental and physical health globally. And this year, um, and this is particularly good for folks like myself who can't grow a moustache, there are other ways Join to get club. involved. We're, we're literally, we, we put the no in November, don't <laughs> yes, we? we? <laughs> <laughs> so um, you can find out more details on their, thank you so much, on their website um, about ways to get involved. There are lots of different challenges. Uh, and one of the ways you can get involved is by sports a temporary tattoo um, of a moustache which is something that I did and uh, I have my kit with me if anyone's down so um, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to apply one to anyone so, who's helpful. Um, so from, from the tash to the tat there you of go of course okay if you can't tash you can tat absolutely you can temporarily tash and if you like the cut of uh, the tat's chip uh, you can make it more permanent <laughs> what, what do you have what do you have on offer um, well so I'm sporting it here nice um, oh, it's a moustache tat. So it's a moustache tat. Wow, I quite uh, like that. You yeah. put it on your forearm, you could put it under your nose. And you can put it under your nose, yep. you could put it uh, on your finger. Uh, you know, there's lots of different ways to <laughs> lots of different ways to, to do thought, it. How long has this been going? The <laughs> um, tash tat. The, the tash tat, I believe, is a new concept this year. Um, right. But but as I say, there's a number of different kind of challenges and other ways to get involved on, on the website. Um, they're encouraging people to do, you know, a lot of the uh, similar kind of things that we've seen, you know, before in relation to kind of charitable causes so there's uh, ways of being active and raising money um, you can also uh, host events you know to make a kind of momentary mark uh, to, to sort of signify November love it I absolutely love it so we can't moustache tat uh, which is it's quite incredible for you because you're Greek I know and it Greeks really, are known for their hirsuteness it was really disappointing yes and I, if, if I'm honest and I didn't admit this at the time yes but I cheated and started a few days early when we decided that we might go for it <laughs> so there's moustaches and there's moustaches yes exactly <laughs> and even then by the end of November it was just a bit is that is that moustache yes it's a moustache <laughs> what do you think it is <laughs> yeah. I'm not underlining a mistake, am I? Yes. They say that, don't they? Yeah. But it's people who don't have the most photogenic noses who then grow a moustache. They go, why do you underline the mistake? What do you do that for? <laughs> so, um, good. So you can mow your own way, uh, choose your own adventure challenge. You can host a rally crew and host an event. You can move, commit to running or walking 60K over the next month. That's 60K. For 60 men, uh, we lose to suicide each hour. 
every hour across the world is that right yeah it Didn't remains the remains the leading cause of death for uh, men under the age of 45 Did in the UK that. yeah um, so and obviously you know I think a, a good deal of progress has been made in the conversation around mental health and, and destigmatizing it um, but unfortunately there's still a kind of very long way to go and uh, you know that's really what M- Movember is all about it's about just kind of reminding people that it's really important to you know talk about mental health um, and, and not feel any kind of uh, limit or restrictions on the on the conversation in that regard start the conversation one way or another yeah. mental health suicide prostate cancer and testicular cancer mm-hmm. so we must check ourselves all the time for all these nasties um, and you take you check yourself regardless of your age uh, front and back you know as yeah. a bloke or as a lady um, but it's funny because you do get issues more um, towards the front of below the waist uh, in your younger years and then you they, they tend to those issues tend to move you know backwards yes mm. they do they mm. do let yeah. me take it from one who knows <laughs> right 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 and it's it's also one of those things i mean you know whether we're talking about physical or mental health yes. i think both things are quite kind of stigmatized you know particularly if the physical health you know issues um relate to things kind of below the waist and uh at the end of the day we're talking about things that you know everyone experiences you know um like the analogy that i was discussing with the november team just now is you know you think about going to the toilet right it's something that everyone does you know every single day and and we're talking about kind of a bodily function and yet toilet talk is kind of heavily stigmatized and and, and we know why right but mental health actually you know works in quite a similar way everyone has mental health i think the term mental health in the conversation has largely been positive has sometimes been conflated to mental health issues and so people overlook the fact that everyone has a mental health to regard right so even if you don't necessarily consider yourself as having mental health issues everyone has a mental health to to, to manage just like everyone needs to go to the toilet you know everyone has these bodily functions well everyone has a mental health and it's time that we kind of um, I think acknowledge that and, and remove the stigma around that conversation because for as long as that stigma exists then then we um we run the risk of losing more people prematurely and and lots of people dying of preventable causes so it's really really important that we just have the conversation with no holes barred what's lovely is that you lend your name and your renown and your platform to this but also compounding that is you really mean it i can tell you can tell Mm. can't you it's great how did you get involved i appreciate that well first of all chris you know i I have mental health um issues myself and and history of mental health issues so um i was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder depression and and ocd and i'm uh, i'm treated for that and i'm i'm fortunate enough to be able to um, see a therapist and, and receive treatment for that. Um, so that's kind of my kind of, I guess, organic link to the to the cause itself. And um, you know, the incredible Movember team uh, reached out to to me, and you know, they work all year round. You know, looking after um, men's uh, physical and, and mental health. And uh, you know, when they asked me to get involved, I was a little bit scared about the prospect of getting a real tattoo. Um, but when they said it was temporary, um, but still for the for the same good cause, it was a it was a no brainer to get involved good for you the best of the chris evans breakfast show with sky virgin radio He's written headlines, made headlines, and now he's doing a bit of both, actually a lot of both, with his explosive Cristiano Ronaldo interview, which you can watch on Talk TV at 8pm tonight. So let's get into the groove from CR7 to Freeview237 and Freesat217 and Sky526 <laughs> and the Talk good. TV app. You know how it goes. Yes. Let's have three cheers for Piers. It's Piers Morgan. I only have time for one. Good morning, Piers. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. So how did this come about then? Um, you know, like the best things in life, it was handed to me on a plate. Uh, Cristiano, I've been quite friendly with him now for uh, three years since I last interviewed him. And he just said to me uh, quite recently, I want to do an interview, a big interview. Uh, can you come and do it? And I said, yes. And that, that was it. My goodness me. Um, were you expecting the call? Where were you when you received the call? What happened? Uh, I was at my home in London yeah. and um, I, I could feel he was building up to it because he's been increasingly frustrated about what's been going on uh, at Manchester United. And he's had an incredibly difficult year, as he says to me in the interview, both professionally, he's never had probably the kind of criticism he's had this year. And personally, he's been through this horrendous situation, which is on the front page of the, the Sun this morning, which is that his... 
his girlfriend, Georgina, gave birth to twins. And very sadly, the baby son died in childbirth and the baby girl survived. And you know, I think it's really poignant when you read it because he, he talks about and I, I was really trying to put myself into his shoes and think, how would you respond to this? How do you celebrate the birth of your daughter when you've just lost your son? Incredibly mm. complex, emotional uh, thing for him and his family, but a very moving part of the interview. All right, so we've read so much about it. What's left for us to watch tonight, 8 o'clock on Talk TV? Well, it's a 90-minute uh, interview spread over two nights, so we're going to do it tonight and tomorrow night on my show, Piers Morgan Uncensored, on Talk TV. It's it's a riveting watch, you know. I just think it's he's the bit for me. He's the greatest footballer to ever play the game. He's certainly one of the most iconic sports people to ever play the game. He's just about to pass half a billion followers on Instagram, which is by far the most of any human being in the world. So this guy is a, a, a truly exceptional person and i've never known him be this honest this candid this frank this uh controversial i guess but i think he reached the end of his tether and you and i chris know better than most that sometimes in your workplace you can reach the end of your tether and we always subscribe to the view better out than in <laughs> yes we do don't we <laughs> you know and try and get somewhere else and for us that's okay because we don't have to on our legs so much in and our yeah. skills and whatever that is but you're so right i mean you know, he has in the past rubbed people up the wrong way. I'm not quite sure they know why he's rubbing them no. up the wrong way. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, well, look, I think I can empathise with that. Um, I think, look, to me, Ronaldo is somebody, he has a big ego, there's no question. But like a lot of great sportsmen uh, and women, a big ego is part of their makeup. And I think that he loves being centre stage, he loves being number one. His frustration at United is simply being they've fallen so far behind being number one. And he's, you know, last year he was the top scorer at United in his first season back, but it's been pretty mediocre fare for the club for a very long time since Alex Ferguson left. And you really seeing a guy who just loves to win. I don't think his motivation is money anymore. He's made enough money to, you know, last a lifetime. It's really about winning and being competitive. And I think we're going to see a very powered up Ronaldo at the World Cup for Portugal, uh, trying to prove a point and probably trying to make sure that by the time it's over, he has a new club to play for because I'm pretty certain that the relationship is is irretrievable now. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting where he's going to go next, what he's going to do next. The, the World Cup, um, it's not going to be crucial for him, but it'll be influential mm. over, over what happens next. Of course, you know, he should be much respected because his regime, which has allowed his him to prolong his own career, you know... Mm unprecedented in Europe. I mean, it's been going on a while in the US, but he's taken such good care of himself. Um, there's talk this morning about an invite from David Beckham for Ronaldo to join his Inter-Miami mm. team. What do you think about that? I think that's pretty unlikely. Um, I don't, it's I, a I nice think story. Listen, everything about Ronaldo <laughs> makes news, doesn't it? I mean, it's amazing. Uh, I can't remember ever having an interview that's made the front page lead story in a, in a, a national newspaper for three consecutive days. So he's a, you know, he's a unique figure in sport, really. I, I think he wants to continue for two more years, he said until he's 40 in the interview, uh, playing at the highest possible level he can. He still believes that he is a top, top player, and I believe that. Last season, he scored 24 goals for United. Uh, he scored one more than Harry Kane in the Premier League last season. So this is not a guy at the end of his at the end of his abilities i think he just needs to be loved to be somewhere where they value him better than than united do right now so yeah. it may be better for united and him that they part company a, a sort of uh, necessary divorce all right and do you think you'll be staying up much past uh, the end of your show tonight after watching yourself absolutely, for an hour? Abs absolutely not i'll be an eight to nine and then straight in bed to get up early to read all the reviews about my own program okay because if you do need anything else to watch i can send you some uh, vhs's around of me and my shows or you can come back to, <laughs> to mine um, i'm a very avid listener to your show chris as oh, you know i think it's are. as you know one of the great shows on radio so oh. uh, i would happily happily do that all right, Piers. Well, good luck. Is this the way forward for Piers Morgan Uncensored, do you think? Well, it's very interesting, isn't it? Because I've said for a while that I don't think my show is ever going to get huge numbers on conventional television, given where we are on the channel list and so on. What we've had in the last six weeks with Jordan Peterson, Andrew Tate, Kanye West, and now Cristiano Ronaldo is we've had four of the biggest interviews, I think, online in terms of YouTube. And I'll give you just one statistic. 
the Jordan Peterson interview alone got 17 million views of the interview. You know, Andrew Tate, 8 million. Kanye West, 8, 9 million. Ronaldo will break all those records. Uh, and that's, to, to me, the future. You know, young people, I've got three sons in their 20s. Young people do not watch conventional television. They all watch my stuff now on, on YouTube, and we're getting ever bigger numbers. So I do believe that is the future, albeit you need to have a, a conventional linear television platform because that's how a lot of older people like to disseminate their content. But the future, I think, in you know, 10, 15 years, I think young people in this generation, they want to watch it on, on, online. I mean, it sounds like you might be getting the hang of this media business, Piers. <laughs> it's taken a while. It's taken me about 33 years. But rather like you, we, re we reach a sweet spot, don't we, Chris? Finally, we finally we work it out just when it's too late. Oh, no! You're so right. Uh, Piers, good luck with tonight. I look forward to the reviews Thank tomorrow. You. Thank you very much indeed. Piers Morgan. Uh, Piers Morgan on Talk TV, uncensored tonight, 8 o'clock and, and tomorrow with the one, the only, Cristiano Ronaldo. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. You may know her from the first seven series of Bake Off, but her new show is more squeaky bum time than soggy bottom. <laughs> Perfectly Legal is available to watch now on Netflix via Sky Q. Oh so without goodness. further ado, just for you, it's true. Guess who? We're crazy for you, Sue Perkins. Hey. Sue Perkins. Hello, Sue. Hey, wonders. <laughs> Sue, I've known you for ages. Yes, you have. I've never seen you react to a comment like you did when you walked in. When I said what I said about your show, you went, I know. I yeah, know. quite intense. You, you fear nothing. No, and certainly now I don't because <laughs> I've, I've, I've experienced all the things that can almost kill you. So, right. yeah. So here we go. It's a brilliant concept. Uh, the show is called Perfectly Legal. Once again, Perfectly Legal is what you need to remember. All three episodes available now on Netflix via Sky Q or Sky Glass. Perfectly legal. Brilliant idea. Whose idea was it? What is the idea? Tell the world. Um, so the idea was was conjured up. We got, we basically Netflix kindly um, commissioned us, and uh, I work with a brilliant company called Rumpus, and they came up with the idea. By the way, perfect name for the company. Rumpus. I know Rumpus, and uh, essentially uh, the deal is I do things that are completely illegal in the UK, but are legal elsewhere, which is the South thing. America, which is the thing, that <laughs> which is, is the thing. thing. So um, then follows. Oh, sorry, that is a real thing. That, well, yes, it's yes, a real thing. Yes, it is real. It's a real thing. Yes. What laws are a real thing? No, I but the them. fact that you can do the things. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this is why lots of TV shows are filmed in South America that couldn't be filmed here. Wipeout was filmed in South America. You, <laughs> no, seriously. No health and safety, I guess. No health and safety. Zero health and safety. Yes, there was scant regard for that. Um, and then there followed things that the. I mean, I don't know who did the risk assessment, or indeed if anyone did any risk assessment. But I'm sort of shot at once at point blank range. There's lots of well, lots of very illegal things. Anyway, I won't go into it. But um, yeah, you have to check it. Out. <laughs> Such a great idea. It's just a beyond an adrenalised ride. Oh. You said there was no health and safety, but what about health and safety, Sam? Oh. I love that man. So Sam is sort of ex-military, and even he was like, I'm not doing that. Why would you want to do that? And then he would run away. <laughs> it's like, well, there's a difference between, you know, being prudent and being an absolute burk. I'm leaving now. So he just left me to do all these things. So his agent loves him. Your yeah. agent, however. She's had enough, Chris. She's had enough, and it was yeah. just the easiest way. There are other ways of getting this point across. <laughs> no, but you no. might as well make a few quid. Um, while the sun's still shining. Um, it got the old ticker moving, it's, it, But it's interesting, isn't it? Because we all, us in the business, we do know that you can go to South America and make things you can't make elsewhere. And somebody just went, hang on a minute, there's a show, there's a show in that? Yeah. When was the Eureka moment? Where was the Eureka moment? Well, I just, I'm one of these people that just goes, yeah, that's a great idea, let's do it. And then I really only kind of completely fully realise what I'm in for when there's a man pointing a 38 at my stomach or when somebody is offering me a shamanic trip. Um, so it was. It got very real in a, in a warehouse in Bogota. I'll put it that way, which people can can watch in in it once. So but, if yeah. you like, you know, you tune into m many um, really popular podcasts. You know, if somebody's done ayahuasca, they'll get seven podcasts out of it. You know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They will, won't they? You know, and it's all fa and it's still fascinating, by the way. But you've you've nailed them all. You've left no what a what a podcaster's going to do now. Oh, I know. <laughs> we we have done everything all in one go. I mean, there's so there's so much we do in, a in way, three shows. 
in three shows. I dread to think what, what on earth we'll do next if that happens. Because we, we really rinsed that continent. We really did. <laughs> you it. What a great way of describing it. South America, you've been rinsed. <laughs> Goodbye. But just, I mean, just even the, the, the stuff that, the, the, you know, landing and straight into a super club. So we, we, we sort of touched down and then within genuine, within half, an hour and a half, I was drunk around 20,000 people dancing. Well, you think you were. I you don't know. know. You're definitely drunk. You don't know. There might have been two. Who no, it knows? Just like 20, Who no, knows? It's all there. It's all been captured on camera. So you must be watching I'm a Celeb now thinking, challenge, trial? It's not what you call a trial. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, the sort of stuff they'd be eating on a, on a trial was the sort of stuff that was in an open cabinet in the first bar I got to. I mean, that was route one. That was standard per diems, wasn't it? That was... It was. Yeah, we lived off that for the first couple of days. Um, in fact, I did. I had a, a, a taco which um, had a lot of a lot of genitalia in it. Blimey! That was um, the first night. She said, "Sue Perkins, who you listen to now live on the Virgin Radio Breakfast <laughs> Show, I don't do danger. I specialise in making elaborate and not entirely effective puns, mainly on baking shows, which has been true for the majority of your career." Yeah. How the, yes. he- how the heck did this happen? i change it up, Chris. You know that. You've got to, you just got to... And I got to a certain point in life and I thought... <laughs> so good. You know, it's, I loved watching people watching ovens, but actually it's better... <laughs> skydiving is better. different. <laughs> it's very midlife crisis-y as well, oh, isn't it? Totally. Yeah. Lean in, I say. Yeah. Uh, that, it could be that. It could be called that nobody would watch, um, <laughs> even though it would be brilliant, but you wouldn't get people you know, in, the, in the front door. This is the genius thing about the show. Well, it's, yeah, every, everyone has a midlife crisis. Not everyone has the luxury that I did of being able to go halfway around the world and just tick every... I mean, beyond bucket list. Ironically, it's the bucket list that could get you killed. Super, you're amazing. Anything else you'd like to say to people listening now? Um, I'd like to say have a wonderful Christmas and um, I know and, there's and a lot And you're glad of, you're here to see it. And I'm glad you're here to see it and there's a lot of collective anxiety, I think, today and, yeah. and, and this week and I'm just sending love to everyone who's struggling and uh, all of our arms must metaphorically, if not physically, go round everyone. And so, yeah, lots of love to all and happy Christmas. Yeah. And if well you want to be said. cheered up, I'm going to... I'm, we're going to do the greatest snowman again this year on channel oh, four excellent. so that's a lovely kids show if you want to tune in when's that going to happen uh we're going next week to film and i think it's on christmas eve it'll be around it'll be around the three big days of christmas on on channel four all right but if you want a bit of escapism today and uh, you're probably we're probably going to need it uh, in well i'm not but other people are <laughs> unfortunately um uh, perfectly legal all three episodes available now on netflix via skyq having said that i'm going out to lunch with three pals and i cannot wait Yes. All right. Thank you, Sue. It's always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. Our next guest is good-looking, talented, still looks really young, even smells nice. It's actually quite annoying. He stars in the six-part Western drama The English, available now on the BBC He's already iPlayer. gone red. Well done, my son. <laughs> and it's on everybody's radar. It's got the five-star review. So here's our latest news. We choose Tom Hughes. All right, Tom. Hiya. How are you doing? You do smell good, pal. Thank you ever so much. Thank it's you. It's got to be said. Out of shower, you know, it always helps. Yeah, and you're saying it's it's uh, is it myarchy, but it's past its sell by date, and you say it only gets better, like for like <laughs> well, like a fine wine, like fermenting wine. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, they don't sell it anymore. It's discontinued. I have really? to buy it in a in a cheeky you shop. You smell Chester. good. You smell good. Thank you ever so wow. much, mate. Thank you. This show, Tom. This show took us all by surprise. Uh, we watched it over the weekend because you were coming in. I mean, it's it's. It's epic, you know. It, by the way, it's brutal. It's savage. It does what it says on the tin. Tom Hughes, the English. The English continues this Thursday, nine pm on BBC Two. But all episodes available now on BBC iPlayer. How would you sum it up, and then we'll talk about it? Oof, summing it up is quite tricky. I mean, obviously, it's a western, so it's got. Hopefully, it's got all those things that westerns have that people have fallen in love with over the years. Uh, it's it's grand. The landscape in it is is a character like westerns often demand, and therefore you get that grandeur of nature, and therefore it becomes quite heightened, quite thrilling hopefully but fundamentally it's a human story it's following Cornelia Locke played by Emily Blunt who arrives on the coast of America trying to revenge the, the death of her child you don't quite know what that is about you just know there's that pain driving her and she falls into into line into path with a pawnee warrior uh, called Eli Whip, played by Chaske Spencer, and they kind of travel across the breadth of America, trying to reach this place. And we don't f- 
first know what that is, but fundamentally it's a story of revenge and passion and drive and humanity and existential. So existence. roaming over Wyoming. Roaming over it's Wyoming, do, indeed. Yeah, you, I could have just said that. That would have been so much quicker. You can have it, have yeah. it on me. Thank you. And then you parachute into episode two. So who are you? Then? So I play Thomas Trafford. So the place that uh, the, uh, Cornelia is trying to arrive at, there's a bunch of characters there, and um, one of them is Thomas, who I play, who's, who was actually betrothed to Emily's character, Cornelia, but has has gone to America 15 years earlier to kind of find his fortune, I guess. He's, there's a degree of a of a naive idealist about him. There's a, there's a, he's from the aristocracy, but he's kind of, I don't think he necessarily feels like he fits in that establishment. And, and, and there's, there's a, a vulnerability to him, but there's also this kind of, I don't know, yeah, idealist, like dreamer in him. But there's an arrogance as well, and there's a conceit in him, and there's, there's complexities. He's a really interesting character. Yeah, we're not play. sure in episode two if he's a goodie or a baddie. No. Um, I don't uh, know if you know. I don't, even at the end, Chris, I don't know if you know that. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Okay. Uh, the, the first time we see him, you, is playing cricket in he the, is, middle, yeah, in the yeah. middle of the Wild you know, West. I was, I was devastated about this because I'm not a great cricketer, but I do like <laughs> cricket. And, 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 and I'm, I'm certainly not a great horse rider. So they have my horse double, uh, which had to come in and ride off because there's no, no chance I could do that. But they used my horse double for the cricket shot. I was like, come on, man. At least let me hit a four. Try to, at least. You know. All least... oh, right. So your human horse double. My human your... horse double. It was uh, did yeah, the cricket, cricket as well. I was devastated. <laughs> Why is that then? I don't know. I just worked out that way. Yeah. Was it because you weren't around? Because 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 I was of, on the side watching it. The yeah, great danger of, of being <laughs> a Swain insurance guy. I think Hugo took one look at me and went, "He can't play cricket." Not See, Tom Hughes does all his own stunts, and they won't even let you try and hit a four. That's it. Can't even hit a four. <laughs> I saw more cricket in your show over the weekend than I did in the in the T Twenty <laughs> that we won. I, I, I missed it. I didn't see it. I was devastated. I, 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 had, I had things on, so I couldn't watch it. But fantastic, we won again. Eh? So yeah. So where was your Wyoming? Was it Wyoming or was it somewhere? No, else? no, no. It was, in, it was in Spain. So oh, we, we yes. were an hour north of Madrid, which is uh, which was wicked because. Madrid, I think Madrid is my favourite city. I've been there a few times before and every time I fall in love with it. I went to San Miguel Market the first time I went there and was like, hello, this will do. I can have a little half pint of beer and have some nice food. And San Miguel have got a market? I don't think it is San Miguel, the, the, the beer company, but there's a market not far from the main centre in Madrid. I'm sure it's right. called San Miguel Market. Anyway, it's this beautiful food market. It's fantastic. So the first time I went, I was like, I like this city. And every time I've been back, I kind of fall in love with it more. And so it was great. We filmed there. We were an hour outside. But when you get there... Like not even an hour to be fair, fifty minutes. It's like being on Mars. The landscape was completely different, completely barren, nothing around. Well, you never know, would you? I it mean, was breathtaking. It, you had it down for the Wild West the whole time. Yeah, you know, and yeah, it's funny you said a horse double because one of my questions was going to be to you. You know, the, we, we see you playing cricket, and then the next thing you get a shout out because some something's going down. You, uh-huh. um, you know, um, it's like a bit in The Godfather, isn't it? You know, uh, Mr. Corleone insists on hearing bad news as soon as possible. And obviously somebody's got this news to your character and then you jump on the horse. And I, I thought, because you can see it's quite a decent shot. It's not like, you know, the, the doubles turn into one side or whatever. I thought it was you. Did you? Yeah, because it's full on, it's face on. Yeah, I probably should have just not told you it wasn't and just How does that claim work? that. I thought no, I, I nailed the old well, horse Well, listen, there was, there was quite a bit of horse riding. I did a TV show a few years ago, which I think I spoke to you about when, uh, when it was on Chris called Victoria. Yep. And um, my introduction to horse riding on that was not the best. I'd never ridden a horse in my life. And my first lesson, the horse I was on, they didn't know, wasn't very well, so passed out with me on it. So like, I, I, <laughs> that's not a word, that's no word of a lie. So his, his le- front left leg went under his front right leg. I oh, fell on no. the ground and it fell on top of me. Anyway, I was fine. Second lesson, different horse, panicked, got kicked in the rear and bolted with me on him so they were like right he's he's the opposite of a horse whisperer he's he terrifies horses yeah. keep him away and on this job i was like i'm sure there's no i like animals there's no issue and i actually really fell in love with it we had time it was in the middle of 2021 obviously there were lockdowns happening there was time yeah. to really work on it so i did a good amount of horse riding but the bolting the big shots the really like they're not me. it's funny you say that the horse passed out um because there's a scene in in episode two where one of the guys you're with falls off the horse yeah 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 exactly yeah because he's the night watch ha- yeah 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 100 percent. and i've uh this guy's so tired he falls asleep you know because you know fall asleep at the wheel fall asleep at the reins well, you well, don't want to be doing that do he's, you? he's also he's, uh, that shot you're talking about with the cricket when thomas rides off the guy that he sees by the side of the water and needs to kind of uh, uh dish redress out. an issue yeah let's let's leave it at that uh, that's that gentleman so not only is he tired he's also <laughs> he's also been through the ringer a little bit yeah yeah so um 
Tom, it's Tom, lovely man. to see you again. Nice to see you too. You, you look like getting young and older. Any Me? tips? Yeah. No, 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 no tips at all. Keep just pint of Guinness life. once a week. That's all you want. Yeah, do things you like. Be with people you like. Stay yeah, with the right have tribe. A, just have a good time. Tom, you're awesome, man. Nice one. You're awesome. Nice one. Thanks the English me. is on BBC Two on Thursdays at nine pm. All episodes available on the iPlayer. I think it's awesome. It's brutal. It's savage, but it is awesome. It's a great watch. The English uh, with the BBC or um, on Amazon Prime now. We've got to go. See you tomorrow, everyone. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. All right, now we've heard from a bunch of incredible guests already, but still to come. The hilarious Chris Ramsey talking about all things children in need ahead of the big appeal night on BBC One. Tinseltastic actor Tom Chambers brings the festive fun with news of his role in Elf the musical it doesn't get any better than that Sky Sports F1's finest Crofty has his raring to go ahead of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix finale to the Grand Prix season on Sky Sports Sky F1 and Golden Globe winner Emma Corrin gives us the lowdown on their new West End show Orlando at London's Garrick Theatre plus 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 the remarkable Rochelle Humes flips through her brand new picture book My Little Dragon so let's get right back to it Vassos who's next from primetime presenting to topping the charts to bossing the business world our next guest is the definition of multi-talented. Her latest picture book, My Little Dragon, is out now. She eats her legumes and she lights up rooms. It's Rochelle Hughes. Yeah, we knew what was coming there, didn't we? That was the best intro ever. Ever. You might say that. Um, I'm into it. Of course you are. Rochelle, you're very welcome. How are you? Very good, thank you. Look at you. How are you? Lighting up the world with that amazing smile of yours. What's it like to have a smile like that? Uh, what? Well, uh, you know, you just have an amazing smile. You, you, know, mu- you must know that. Do you know I'm very gummy? Right. I'll be honest. Uh, I can't like. Wish I was that gummy. If I, if I smile, I really smile. Do you know what I mean? Like it's very like oh, you know. When I, I, I sometimes I see things back and I'm like, wow, that's your happy face. Very good teeth care. <laughs> Thanks. I have a friend called Kate. She has the whitest teeth in the world because she's always drunk her tea, coffee and wine through a straw. Oh, yeah, that's smart. That's do, smart. Do you do that? No, I don't. Tell us about your tooth I, care. I, I, For years, I didn't, apparently I didn't know. What's happening, Because Chris? it's really important. It's really, If you've got a Listen, soup hack... Yes, your you dental know. hygiene is important. That's why I tell my kids. Yeah, but come on. You must be like, you've got a super... But you've got a dental superpower. <laughs> Seriously, I brush them for years. Well, I've got big gnashes. Excuse me, I've got big gnashes. I brush mine too, right? <laughs> and the thing about it is, I didn't realise for years and years and years that you, the more toothpaste you put on your brush, the better it is because it's the grit, it's the it's the abrasiveness uh, in the toothpaste. Yes. Like you know when you sandblast the building, that's in the toothpaste. Did you know all this about? Well, my size? teeth are that big; they do need sandblasting. So uh, yeah. How often and for how long does one brush? <laughs> um, sometimes three times a See, day. This is all, I knew there was an extra brush in there no I because knew. well it's because I'm often out and about or about. T- on TV or whatever and, and I'll give bat. them another little go and you know bat. just gotta be sure we're fresh what's going I brushed on with, them for you before we get <laughs> on the book onto the book what's going on with you and Telly um, I well the hit list is yeah. on Saturday nights yeah. uh, on BBC One which yeah. is my favourite thing ever that I get to host a music quiz what, what do you like about it most um, well I just found out actually because I just did some social with your team here where yes. they sort of played a mini version of the show that I host. Apparently not a good contestant. <laughs> I, 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 needed, I needed a team member. I wasn't good solo. So yeah, hosting is what I'll stick to. But it's a good, it's a good shout at the telly show, isn't it? That's the thing. We're all sitting there watching it shouting at the telly. Yes, it's that's, that. And do you know what? It's that real family viewing. And great, that's man. what I love. It's really, really fun. You'd be a good guest. Yeah, I would. You'd be a good guest. If I'd have been asked, that would have been nice. Well, I'm again. We've we've just been recommissioned. I found out this week, so I'm going to ask oh, you. So, so I'm so I might make the recommission. <laughs> I'm not a founder <laughs> member, though, am I? Listen, she's who's your favourite guest you had on? Um, do you know what? I actually do love it when we get. Uh, radio DJs on because you, you got it. no no I promise you I genuinely promise you it's not my Scott first Mills, radio Rochelle I Scott know. Mills and Clara Ampho yes where they did it on, on different series right yeah. so one series could you mention one. some non BBC DJs sorry, please thank sorry. you sorry yes uh, Marvin Humes Capital does that work um, Ooh, it's no. better <laughs> still hurts a little bit <laughs> still hurts a little bit but the, the, the still a bit below the belt <laughs> sorry the way that the the competitiveness if that's a word was just I mean, wild, finding out what each other did before, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did uh, Chris do when he was on, you know? It's 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 that vibe. Cool. But I like that because you're supposed to be good, right? You're supposed to know the intros. That's why I'm never coming on. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Offer declined. Seriously, it happens loads of times. Parsley, uh, we've got a, a pub quiz team. Uh, will you be on the team? No, no point. No, because we've got a music round. Like, uh, no, I'm busy that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the pressure. The expectation is far Exactly that. Rochelle Hughes, My Little Dragon. This isn't your first radio, as far no. as um, kids' books. Mm-hmm. So congratulations Thank on your past you. success. Tell us about My Little Dragon. My Little Dragon all stemmed from me trying to basically put the magic back into meal times. You right. know, there's that, that time that we all go through as parents that we think we've sussed it. We think we, we know what they yeah. want to eat. That works. Good I'm going to cook that on a Tuesday because they'll eat that. And then they decide they don't eat it anymore. Yeah. And, you know, someone like Peppa Pig will say it's yucky, which is very helpful. Yeah, thanks, Peppa thanks, Pig. Thanks, Peppa. Cheers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of wanted to sort of bring the magic back into meal times for kids, for little ones when they're discovering picture books, but also for parents to say, you see, this is what happens when you eat that. You know, it's all very exciting and trying things is good. And that's kind of my thing. I say to my kids, if you've tried it and you genuinely don't like it, I won't give it to you. But until you give it a go... You can't tell me you don't like it. The thing about these picture books is they are a godsend. So thank you very much oh, for writing another one. Thank you. There's... Do you know, it's the discovery, isn't it? And for me, that's why, you know, when I started writing children's books, it is sort of that introduction into the world of storytelling, you know. And I think that there's something about that that's so special. And I've loved that with all of my children. How do they do your books? I mean, they do well. But how yeah. well do they do? Where do they travel to? And, you know, how well, far and wide do they go? Well, I mean, Amazon's pretty cool, isn't it? Are we allowed to say that? Are we allowed course. to talk about it? Okay, fine. We are. We're, not, we're not on the baby. Um, how many things that are in the book, by the way, it is beautifully illustrated. I love yeah, the illustration. Just, yeah, right? she's, got, she's got a real style of her own. Brilliant. How many things that are in the book do you have? Do you have a unicorn? Yeah. Did you, do you not? No, no, I don't. I tried <laughs> to get one. Put an offering on one, but somebody beat me to it. I'll get you one. Okay, thanks. Do you have a trampoline? I do, yeah. Do you? Um, do you have a staircase? I do. Congratulations. Thank well you. you. Have win. I nailed it? You win. Yeah. <laughs> Rochelle Humes, My Little Dragon. Rochelle, great to see you. So nice to see you. Happy Thanks Christmas. for having me. Yes. Oh, I love that. No, but it is, though, isn't it? Uh, listen, I've already put my tree up. I will take Happy Christmas every day. Yes, 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 yes. Great to see you, Rochelle. <laughs> nice to you see you. You are always welcome. Thank Keep you. Keep doing what you do. You do it so wonderfully well. Thank everything you're involved you. with. She gives it all the beans, which is the only way to do anything, I think. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. All right, who's up next, Vassos? We have. <laughs> I'm so glad he's so prepared. Our By next guest. Ski Vassos, this guy is so busy today, right? And he's done such a favour by making time available, by giving us a window, and you, you're not even bothered to intro him. Our next guest, me. <laughs> Bicker too much to marry, make them up just short on top. Stop, 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 stop. What did you think we were going to do now? I thought... <laughs> Go on. Go on. Or just... just. I thought we might maybe look at the sports. Stop digging. Stop digging. I know we've got look quite up a few today's guests. Wordle or something. Yeah, we, maybe a Wordle yeah, thing. Wordle. Um, drop the interview, we haven't got time. Chris Ramsey's here. Hello, Chris. <laughs> Hello, you all right? How unprofessional oh, wow. was that? How bad wow, was yeah. that? Man, yeah, Vassos, enjoy your last day, man. Enjoy yeah. it. What a strange way of handing in your P45. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Ramsey's on the telly tonight, 7 o'clock, the big children in each on BBC One. Well done, Chris. Uh, what do you have in store for us this evening? Oh, it's just it's just an awesome lineup. Obviously, this is, this is my third year doing it as a host, which is, you know, always an honour and a surprise to be asked back. Um, you know, considering me podcasting me other jobs that I do. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, this is sort of the first proper one I've been involved in because the first one was full, no audience, fully distanced, COVID, you know, big time. Yep. Second one were kind of, the, the last year was bigger and better and this year, it just some of the stuff we've got in store, it's phenomenal. And um, we've got a repair shop, we've got a live reveal of repair shop, which is, I mean, it's ma- emotional as an understatement. Um, we've got huge... Uh, Numbers we've got. Uh, sorry, I can't even speak. We've got uh, diversity. Are doing a massive thing for. We've got Lewis Capaldi. We've got all kinds going on. It's going to be brilliant. That's just a very, very short, brief sort yeah. of summary of my section. All so right. yeah. By the way, the team here think the early morning Ramsey looks a bit like Justin Timberlake. I, I've never had such an incredible compliment this early in the morning. <laughs> and if this is how I start my day, I'll go on the show every day because that is just. It's like I'm dreaming. I can't believe it. Does Rosie get involved at all? Unbelievable. In children need. Yeah. Uh, no, Rosie hasn't been involved in Children Need yet. No, she's uh, so I started weirdly. I started doing it before we kind of made waves with the podcast, right? Um, 
and uh, I mean, yeah, she um, she sits at home and watches it with the kids, which is always really nice. They all sit with the little pudgy ears on and stuff. There's not many things that I do that my children can watch, so it's really nice. <laughs> or, or listen to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so funny, Chris. So funny. Yeah. Uh, what was probably. the? How did you like? Was, have you done your arena tour? Is that in the bag? Have you done that? Did one. Got another one coming next year. And we're talking like thousands of seater stadiums and places, aren't we? Yeah, we got the um, we got the Guinness World Record for the largest live podcast ever. How um, many people last year? Oh God, it was like it was O2. So whatever the O2 does. Oh my! There are many O2s. We'll you mean the Guinness Book this year? You mean Peter Kay's O2? <laughs> Peter Kay's just bought the O2. No, he's doing the best. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter, uh, yeah, Peter Kay's office. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Kay's <laughs> rehearsal room. Unbelievable. Yeah, 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 that little warm-up warm studio that he uses. Okay, if you don't what know, um, Chris and Rosie have a podcast. It's not for the little ones, it has to be said. So that's fair enough, isn't it? <laughs> Chris? That's, that's a very safe, safe assumption, yeah. All right, Christopher, um, do me a favour. Can you, at uh, some point today on your massive socials, and can you get Rosie to do the same, can you just tell everyone to jump on carfestauctions.co.uk because we've got this massive auction going on at the moment for children in mm. need and our other Carfest charities. We're currently at £237,000 uh, with 13 wow. hours to go. And it's going to finish at 10 o'clock tonight because, you know, we know that the more cold drinks people have, spookier, the bigger the bid. <sighs> Get, bids get for some reason <laughs> yeah um, so, yeah that isn't it so they'll be watching you on the telly hopefully on the laptops and the smart devices they'll have carfestauctions.co.uk going on and um, as I say this is for Carfest now I heard that you are threatening to bring your live podcast to Carfest please don't say what you said before you came on in response to that <laughs> suggestion I, I heard that you are banging on that door now for listeners it, it, my, Chris mine and your relationship is very strange we've known each other for some years now mm. but we've got a friend in common yeah. and Stephen and my our friend in common is basically like uh, he's like your hitman. Whenever you want me to do something, yeah. he gets in touch. Is that okay? Uh, is that all right? Is that working out for you? It's uh, it's you know, it's a daily struggle. Um, <laughs> you're coming harder and harder to avoid. You're infiltrating every uh, aspect of my life, and I'm I'm getting a little bit scared. Um, look, if I want to come away for a weekend away, yes. I may come away for a weekend away to Carfest. If, if, if they think I can get my wife down to a field to look at cars for two days, you're dreaming, mate. No, it's not just about cars. It's not just, no, it's not just... Car- Don't call it Carfest then. Don't call it Carfest well, then. Car- we called it Carfest in the beginning to get the dads to come and the dads <laughs> paid and then the mums came and it worked. It's actually Spa Fest, it's Star Fest, it's well-being. We have conversations on hay bales. To be honest, it's anything but cars. It's mostly music. <laughs> Yeah, but don't tell the Listen, car people. If I can get two days away with the wife from the kids, then yeah, count me in. Let's no, just speak to her. But no, kid, you know I can't make decisions without my wife, mate. 40, I can't do it. Forty percent of the people that come are children, and we have loads of. Oh well, no, I'm definitely, definitely coming. Why, why would I come there? What are you doing? Why, come to a live babysitting event? What do you think this is? <laughs> if I'm getting away from the kids. I'm not going. That's like that's like when you get rid of your kids for the day, and your yeah. mate pops round and they bring their kid, and you go, "Why have you brought your kid here? There's no kids here today. We're drinking wine at midday." All right, with all without kids I don't care but you've got to come and you've got to do some podcasts from there because it raises millions literally 28 million and count of, for kids charities well, that's, so to be got, fair that's phenomenal you've got yeah, to come tomorrow. how does your day pan out today on the the, mor- mm. the, the morning of the big show oh well uh, this chat with you and then uh, I'm going on Lorraine to have a little chat about it as well and nice. then uh, just rehearsing and getting ready for tonight because it, it is a massive thing and uh, like I say it's an honour to be asked and it, it's such a huge sort of TV moment children need and it's a uh, I just hope we is. I know it's hard for everyone at the moment. I know, you know, there's cost of living and stuff, but that also means that the people that we help through children need, the children we need uh, that need our help, they need it more than ever this year. Yeah. So it is really important that if people can give, and I know times are tough, but if people can give, yeah. they, they tune in and they give. But if they can't, tune in, watch the show, have sit back, fun. enjoy it. Have some it's fun. It's a heck of a lineup we've got for you yeah, all. It's phenomenal. Because it just makes you feel better, doesn't it? It makes you feel better, makes you want to go out and do stuff. You know, if you can't, if you can't donate uh, your money, you'll be able to donate some time, I would imagine. You know, and time is often it's more wonderful. important than yeah. money and more, more valuable 100%. than money. Uh, Chris, I love you. I really do. Um, I, I'd love you to come and see us a bit more often. It's entirely up to you. No pressure, but pal, good luck tonight. Um, do us proud Big with the on, car man. and just have a fantastic show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us on. All, all right. the best. You're the best. Chris Ramsey, you're live tonight on BBC One. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. You know him from Holby, Casualty, Emmerdale. He's on your telly a lot. And, of course, you know him as the winner of Strictly Series 6. You're about to know him as the dad in Elf the Musical at London's Dominion Theatre from next Thursday. And I want to go. He's brilliant. He's talented. He's a picture of Elf. He's Tom Chambers. Good morning, Tom. Oh my 
Look at you. You look so well. Oh, shut up. I cannot believe I'm actually here. Can I just say, I'm so chuffed and grateful to be here. This, I feel like I'm playing on centre court. You have the most amazing guests. And here I am. Do you know, in 1997, I used to listen to you in the car uh-huh. on the way to drama school as a first-year student. Wow. You were the tonic that made us go in the room and go, <laughs> OK, big deep breath, let's go through this. And then uh, my surrogate granny in Clay Cross in Chesterfield, mm-hmm. Doris, I used to say to Doris, Doris, one day, one day, I'm going to be on This Is Your Life. Well, that obviously can't happen anymore. But now, this basically is my This Is Your Life. Let's give me another this cheese. So, so cool. excited to be here. And Tom, so chuffed. we're now friends in real life. Well, we, I know, it's, it's a, what is it, serendipitous? You used yeah. to, I mean, you used to meet me in the park. Uh, mm-hmm. You, you vaguely recognised me as some guy who was on, in 08 on Strictly. Um, and, uh, and, and I remember you saying, what's it like living here? And I said, y- you won't believe it. It's a complete, it, it is a bubble. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of embarrassed to say how great it is. Um, but it is wonderful. And it's lovely to bump into on the bridge and things like that. And my wife adores the running situation. She's, she's a, a big, big runner. runner, isn't she? Huge My, runner. Very, yeah. She's quite quick as well. I swim in the river. She runs. So, you know, I'm yeah. just... open water swimmer. Great. Most it's days. Great, isn't is that right, it, Tom? Tom? Most I, days? I did it when people thought you're just a weird guy. I, I was doing it <laughs> for... <laughs> Which was only three or four years ago, to be honest. Well, it? yeah. In, 20, uh, in 2012, when I was doing Top Hat in the West End, I had a, an ice bath um, after the show to reduce inflammation, all that sort of thing. But it cost me £7 uh, a bath. I'd go to Sainz... Uh, Supermarket, get seven bags of ice, seven pound a bath. Why don't you just get in the river? Which I did. Then the river police would come past and say, you know, you shouldn't really be in here and uh, what are you doing? And you're going to get hypothermia and all that. Now everyone wants to join in. Yeah. I've even got the neighbours down the road. I've got, I feel like a little Forrest Gump guy who's, um, but for swimmers. I mean, it's absolutely, truly amazing what it does. Well, here you are, pre-Elf um, the Musical, although you have already elfed, haven't you, now? We're in previews, so actually we had our very first one last night. I wanted to get the... There's the, the, only one train an hour. I wanted to get to that 22 minutes past 10 train uh, so I could be fresh and perky for you. Yep. Uh, still couldn't get to sleep anyway until half past 12 because you got the uh, your adrenal glands switched on, your endorphins are running. It was the first night last night with an audience. Why people go... On the 15th of November to the preview of Elf, I don't actually know. Because they can't get tickets. Well, hang on, we're fully Christmas (laughs) up here. By the way, com is where you need to go. It is. Best domain name in the world. I mean, just Google it. It's absolutely everywhere. It's incredible. Um, But what I was just going to say about that is now I've realised some of the guys backstage said it's because people want to see it going wrong. They they come onto the previews so they can see things, the mishaps. And in the... We had the dress rehearsal yesterday. We had to stop four times. Yes. There are... 20, <laughs> there are 30 wires in the building, in backstage, for all the sets. We're using 27. It's like a game of Tetris backstage. The production value, I, would, I know I'm selling it, but I was trying to think at the weekend, what would you describe it? I'd say it's like Harry Potter's version of Christmas. It's that for the, the production value, best the way ever, it's... Best well, ever. Thanks very much. So, um, you know, they say uh, life's not a rehearsal, you've got to get on with it, um, but... This, every of our, every one of our shows sounds like a dress rehearsal, doesn't it? Because we mess things up all the time. Mm-hmm. We've got three and a half hours, you know, it's a movable feast. But you stopped three times, four times in the dress. Did you stop at all in the actual preview, your first preview show? No, we didn't. So, you, But you get these preview junkies who love going to all the previews. Yeah. Because it's loose, yeah, you know. And it's kind of, yeah. And it's you fast, can see, it's loose. As I was just saying before, we're like glass bottles on the wall in the wind. We're rattling around. You can see the whites of the eyes as we're all thinking, are we going to get through this bit? It's, it's incredibly heartwarming, actually, that after four weeks in a rehearsal room um, where you've got nothing, to have an audience, I mean, we've all experienced in the last couple of years anyway, but you realise these micro-exchanges throughout the day, waving to the postman, saying thank you as someone comes through the door, they add up to your well-being, but, and being in a room, a, yep. live, a, a live audience in the room, it really is quite magical. You're all seeing the same thing, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. So Elf the Movie we know, Elf the Musical most of us don't, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine it. It's nothing but more tinsel on the trees. It's, it? it's insane. I mean, the music, thankfully, they've done an incredible job of, of putting decent music to go with what is an unbelievably great film. It's an absolute classic. Uh, James Kahn, obviously, playing the dad. I'll get on to that in a minute. So <laughs> it's, a, it's just, it is um, Simon Lipkin who plays Buddy. I would like to almost say, and I'm going to be brave, that he's, he, 
he oh, could be. Hang on a minute. He could be the really? Ryan Ryan Reynolds of the UK. Woo! He's so What's funny. What's his story? Where's he from? Well, oh, hey, he did something for you. Go on. What was it? Oh, oh no, some sort of magic trick. He does magic as well. He's there is something. Oh, damn it, I wish I had it at my fingertips. Sorry, but don't I don't worry, know. it's fine. Anyway, um, he's he he did nativity. Uh, you remember the nativity, nativity, yeah, and, and the musical that he, he's done a whole load of stuff. Right. But he's just incredibly funny. He's really on it, and and he it's like he's on a sugar rush of all sugar rushes. It's, it's a non-stop party. Um, out of ten, how well do you think last night's first preview went for Elf the Musical? Oh, do you know surprisingly? Well, we didn't stop. I would say a seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah, but it's gonna shoot up to ten as soon as the director so leaves. How many pr- <laughs> <laughs> the director. Yes. Okay, I'm just gonna say it. Um, he he directed um, Spider-Man and Broadway. Get out of here. Which was the okay, the biggest financial flop of all well, time. It didn't happen, did it? It never took place. Uh, yeah, correct. It didn't. You didn't see a single. So all I'm trying to say really is that he's really grateful to be here, and he's so he he he's really enjoyed this experience. Right, grateful to have you here, Tom. Good. We're out of time. Thank we you are. so much. Uh, preview number two tonight. Go and see it. Why the heck not? The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. They've been on the front cover of Vogue. They've won a Golden Globe. They've smashed the West End. And now, who has slayed Virginia Woolf? Our next guest stars in a new production of Orlando at the Garrick Theatre from December the 5th. They're anything but boring. They're Emma Corrin. (laughs) Hello. Morning, Emma. Morning, what an introduction. Now, this sounds very exciting. Um, Orlando at the Garrick Theatre from the 5th of December to the 25th of Feb. Um, and you can get tickets at thegarricktheatre.co.uk. It's an amazing story. Virginia Woolf, of course, her words, her mind, her imagination, her wonder. And what's great about it is everything. Plus, <laughs> there'll be more than £10,000 £10 tickets available across the run. Yeah, how incredible is That's that? That's so cool. It's so cool. It's, it's, you know, the fact that 10,000 people will go over... that. that blew my mind anyway but they're just the 10 pound ticket is because because that's how many people pass through the doors when you have a three four month run yeah how crazy yeah it's a long time tell us about the story um well it's a, it's a beautiful story i mean if you haven't read the book i'd recommend reading it it's so readable i think um it said that virginia sort of sat down and it all just poured out of her like a stream of consciousness and you can really tell it's this sort of passionate ode to love and freedom and discovering who you are and all the questions that we wake up in the morning asking ourselves like who am I and who do I love and when am I going to get my mince pie hot chocolate (laughs) (laughs) soon (laughs) yeah you know um yeah it's beautiful and it's also a lot of fun and uh yeah Neil Bartlett's written this adaptation and it's very clever very witty and um sort of yeah the alternative Christmas show I think probably so gripping profound witty clever pithy you know, gorgeous. <laughs> How do they do it? How do the writers do it? I um, don't know. Honestly, don't know. It's incredible, isn't it? We're talking about William Shakespeare earlier on today because there's this in-period portrait of him allegedly up for sale, the only one that in existence from 1608. Whoa. You know, and did he write all those words? Can anybody have written all those words? And he travelled to London and back all the time and he, he was a man of the world and he had a family and he ran a business. You know, did he have helpers? Was he the Damon Hurst of his writing day? <laughs> did he have a writing factory with little writing umpalumpers helping him out on a daily basis? But Virginia Woolf, what do you know of her and her story? You sound like, you sound like you're a fan. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, and um, it was interesting, Neil Bartlett, who wrote it, came in and um, sat with us the first week of rehearsals and he's like, he knows everything and he talked a lot about... He knows about, everything. He knows everything. <laughs> I love that. Like, genuinely everything, I think, ever, ever in existence, but especially about Virginia Woolf. And um, I guess the main thing is that she was sort of, you know, writing and living in Victorian society, which was incredibly oppressive to women. Interestingly, even more so, I think, in the centuries that came before it, which obviously Orlando like goes through as this character travels through time and gender and everything. And um, Virginia was in love with Vita Sackville-West. And there are amazing letters that you can read that they wrote each other. And they're so beautiful and so passionate. Um, and I think that it's sort of known, and I think she, Virginia writes about it explicitly, that... Orlando was based upon their forbidden love for each other. And so in being completely constrained and not able to have this relationship that they both wanted, Virginia poured out that into Orlando, which is sort of like celebrates every kind of possibility. 
Yeah. And Union Pals, it's, it's your job to bring these words to life, isn't it? And <laughs> there are so many options, aren't there? With each line, with each scene, yeah. you know, which way do you go? Um, mm. as, a, as a collective, how do you even begin to make those decisions for the benefit of us who are going to come and watch you? Michael Grandage, really. <laughs> you just do what he says. <laughs> do what he says. But he runs a very beautifully sort of generous rehearsal space where he has such vision you can really tell you such clear vision and you always feel safe and comfortable knowing that he knows exactly what he wants but it's he creates this very generous sort of collaborative space where we're sort of all floating around ideas and talking about things until the cows come home and um i think when as an actor you feel safe in a rehearsal space and able to play i think play is at the center of it all and yeah you can exactly you can just explore what feels right and how you say things and yeah. so the 5th of december yeah. How, you, how, how does it feel when I say that out loud? Oh, soon, isn't it? <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you guys do it. Uh. I talk to you all the time. You know, um, stand-up comedians even more so, one microphone and the O2. Right, got off I you don't go. understand that. I don't Comedy. get it. I don't no. get any of it. I don't get what you do. You're all brilliant at your jobs. Um, where are you with in regards to blast-off date? Well, we had um, we had our, we did our first run through yesterday, which is always kind of a terrifying moment. Where was it? What time did it happen? How long did it take? <laughs> um, how many people ended up in casualty? Um, how many glasses are broken? Um, <laughs> things came on at the wrong time, wrong lines. Was it in the theatre? No, we were we we're rehearsing in a, a space in Islington at the moment, and um, but it went well, you know. Is it cold? It's, you know what? It's actually cold. It's always How cold. did you know that? Because it's always cold. I think I know where it might be. Is it near the post office? I'm not sure. There's a big postal department there. There's loads of rehearsal rooms down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a run of rehearsal rooms. It's just, yeah, it was, it's freezing. We've got these heaters on. But um, <laughs> so I have like a million so, so costume changes as well. So, yeah. Um, I think I have the most costume changes on stage that... I don't know if anyone's ever done that many. But, um, yeah, so I'm constantly sort of freezing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it actually went well. Yeah. It sounds like it's going to be really amazing. TheGarrickTheatre.co.uk for Orlando at the Garrick from uh, the 5th of December to the 25th of Feb. Um, how, um, how elaborate a production is it? How, how much money is on the stage? You know, they say, get the money on the screen, you know. Do you know what I mean by that? As in production value? Yes. Actually, not much. I mean, like, we've... Um, so the whole premise of the, um, the sort of... Our version is that we're creating the story and telling the story before your eyes. So it, it, essentially, it's a blank space does it grow blank stage and then we bring everything on and (gasps) yeah 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 yeah. that's clever clever as well isn't it yeah very clever theatre as you go theatre on the go theatre on the go yeah okay thegarrictheatre.co.uk 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 for Orlando 5th of December to uh, end of Feb beginning of March uh, rock and roll Emma great to meet you Lovely to meet you. Thanks so much for having me. Happy Christmas. Once Cheers. Again. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. Two big questions remain unanswered ahead of the final Grand Prix of the year live on Sky Sports F1 this weekend. First, can Lewis Hamilton maintain his record of at least one race victory every season? And second, who wants to hear my annual Abu Dhabi joke? <laughs> What's the difference between Dubai and Abu Dhabi? We don't know. What is the difference between Dubai and Abu Dhabi? Dubai don't like the Flintstones, but Abu Dhabi do! Sorry, sorry, everyone. It's David Croft! (laughs) Morning, Crofty! Morning, morning. What morning. a gem that was. Morning. Now, morning. Um, Crofty, and we'll have a very quick chat about what's going on this weekend because then we have to get back to our game. I understand you want to join in. Of course. All right. Okay. okay. Tell us about the finale um, of this year's F1 card, Sky Sports F1, live again this weekend. By the way, Brazil, couldn't have been more exciting. Thank you for that, Crofty. I know it was all your own work. Uh, yeah, thank you. 99 overtaking passes uh, over the course of the sprints and the Grand Prix in Brazil. What a weekend it was. Well done, George Russell. 113th different drive to win a Formula One uh, World Championship race. 20th British driver to do so and the first to stand up while God Save the King plays on the uh, on the podium in the national anthem. Um, amazing weekend, lots of controversy, big fallout, Max Verstappen, Checo Perez, uh, that will rumble on a little bit. But since then, Haas have decided that Mick Schumacher is not their future. Nico Hulkenberg is back in Formula One. That's broken uh, this morning. So he returns uh, once more. And we say goodbye this weekend, potentially to Mick Schumacher, potentially to Daniel Ricciardo, who after 232 consecutive starts will not be on the grid uh, for next year. And we say goodbye to Sebastian Vettel, four-time world champion. And we are going to miss that, lad. He has been fantastic for Formula One. Um, 
what does he say when he won his fourth world title? Enjoy these moments while they last. They might not last forever. And how prophetic that was as he was doing donuts on the grid in India. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. And his hair's got far cooler, hasn't it, as his career's progressed? <laughs> he looks like a dude now. I think he's... Yeah, I had a chat with him the other day. I said, are you a bidding to star as Beyond Borg in some new tennis biopic uh, when you retire from Formula One? Because he's got the headband and uh, he's got the, the young Kemp's kind of messy look going on. Uh, but he said, no, he's going to stay at home with his family and enjoy some time with the kids. And I think he's deserved that. But... Um, at 34 years of age, is he retiring too soon? Will we see Seb back in the car at some stage in the future? I think we will, but maybe not in Formula 1. All right, super cool, um, Crofty. Uh, looking forward to this weekend. In many ways, I suppose, the race is one thing, as always, but the films mm-hmm. you're going to be making around people who may not be seen again, you know, uh, you know, as part of the live action of an F1 uh, weekend, they're going to be interesting. I bet you've got loads of gold around the main event this weekend. Uh, oh, we certainly have. Um, and actually... I'll give you a little exclusive here. Um, about half an hour ago, I got a call to say that it's um, 6.15 on the grid this evening. Uh, we're going to record a little interview with Max Verstappen talking about that last lap. The uh, the last lap of the last race that decided the championship last season and everything uh, that went with it. And I'm really looking forward to sitting down and, uh, and getting his story and his tale on what was one of the most dramatic sporting conclusions that I think we'll ever witness. All right, you mean the uh, the lap where Lewis Hamilton was diddled out of the World Championship? You can have that one for free, Crofty, if you like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to not use the word diddled, if that's OK with you. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> um, right. there, was a, there was a fair amount of controversy, but he still had to do the overtake. As a viewer, it's brilliant, but, you know, on reflection, I was thinking that was so unfair on Lewis. Never mind. Um... He's all right with it, isn't he? He's getting paid still, Lewis. That's all completely fine. Right, before we go, uh, Crofty, before you go, and thanks for all <laughs> your input okay. this year. And I really appreciate you being on the radio. And I, you know how oh, much I, I respect the team, the F1 team, the production team, fly around the world for Sky Sports, you and your co-commentators, everybody who gets involved in the films. I think that you are awesome. And I've won awards for your coverage and for all your efforts and all your commitment and your passion and your professionalism. And I hope that continues for many, many years. I don't know if we're going to be talking to you next year. If we're not... And then we have to break bread before Christmas to say how great yes. were those few years we worked together. Hopefully we will be, but I don't know. But thank you so much, and I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. Oh, no, no, thank you. Thank you for your support too, because uh, it wouldn't be... It w- the job wouldn't be worthwhile unless we made people happy, and I'm glad that we make at least three yep. people happy for studio every week. <laughs> and it's never been more popular, has it? it for F1 has never been oh, more great. popular. All right, my little present to you, my little parting present, hopefully, as I say, not forever, but who knows, uh, because as Max said, you know, and uh, Sebastian said rather, uh, enjoy things, because nothing is forever. Nothing is forever, apart from the memories, of course. And my little parting gift to you is you can have the next guess in our oh, guessing game. Who what? was... No. Why not? Crofty! Obvious, and there's a link. What? Hang on a second. Can you both calm down? Oh, so you don't want to give Crofty the present? Oh, no. just me, just me then, Crofty. Yeah. Just me, David. Yeah, yeah. Four questions to go. It's nice to make one person in the studio happy. All right. uh, that's all I'm going to say now. Um, I think yes. it's a lady that I got a selfie with yes. at the back of the Mercedes garage a few years ago here in Abu Dhabi. Right? Is it the former partner of Lewis Hamilton, Nicole Scherzinger? Yes, it was. Yay! Crofty wins. Come on. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you, Vassos, for getting to Crofty to that point this morning on the show. It's uh, fine. Nicole well done, Scherzinger. Crofty. Yeah. Called me last night, ten past eight, saying she'd love to do Carfest. She's just wow. getting her UK team, by the way, UK team. Yeah. So team, but in brackets, with that UK team to check on the dates. Isn't that cool? Amazing. If she can be there, she will be there with the supergroup. On Girl Sunday. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. Thank you so much for listening to this, the podcast of the Virgin Radio Breakfast Show. Don't forget you can subscribe and get it every week from wherever you get your podcast and you will never miss the weekly roundup of all the best bits from our Virgin Radio Breakfast Show with Sky.